Hey guys, welcome to True Knows Talk. Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple, I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need is in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. Talked about moments. Your moments, your time. 60 minutes focus. 60 minutes intensity. Violent execution. Every rep. Everything that you have. What's up, Noah fans? Welcome to True Knows Talk. It's Jeff. We got Hunter. We got Donald back for another episode. Um, I know both of y'all was at the game Sunday at the softball. Y'all go over uh, what y'all what y'all seen and the atmosphere and how the girls were because I know that we we dropped the first one on Sunday and then come back and picked up the the afternoon game. So. Hunter, I mean, what what did you see from the Lady Knowles on the diamond? Well, first off, I want to say I still feel like a potato chip. Uh, someone forgot to put some sunblock on yesterday, so I have a nice farmer's tan going this weekend. <laughs> but short of that, you know, um, like you said, Jeff, you know, Donald, he made it to the games with me yesterday. We had an opportunity to hang out outside of the, the podcast and just, you know, just, uh, you know, shoot the bull back and forth and hang out. But, you know, it wasn't even just yet, you know, yesterday. Saturday, we come out, you know, we won four to nothing. And hats off to Boston College. I mean, their bats were hot. And, you know, we, we ended up winning Saturday four to nothing. You know, coming to the noon game on Sunday, dropped it two to nothing. And the rubber match, we won it four to nothing. And I made a comment to Donald yesterday that, you know, the ACC is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to solid, you know, college softball, excuse me. I want to say right now we have at least four teams in the top 25. So I'm looking forward to uh, to the growth of the of the conference. I'm looking forward to the series that we have to play because with, with the strongest teams we're having right now in the conference, it's going to make us that much better when it comes time for the postseason. Go Knowles. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what about you, Donald? I mean, you were there enjoying the atmosphere. So, uh, I mean. Yeah, it, what... it, you know, it, it was electric. You know, it was, um, you know, even – in our in our tough loss there in the second game, I mean it was it was absolutely one of the best atmospheres that you could possibly be in. I mean it's 
everybody was behind our girls up, you know, to the last out in both games. I mean, it was just it, it was just awesome, you know. And um, you know, game two, you know, it was a you know, it, it was kind of a I, I just our bats just was not there. You know what I mean? That that girl, her name was Peyton. I I can't hardly say it. Schneckenberg. That girl can pitch from Boston College, buddy. She's good. And um, sure. you know, she is the real deal. If listen, if you go into the transfer portal, little girl, you, you can come on to Florida State. We'll take you. You're she's right. that good. Oh, yeah. She is she is awesome. And um, you know, Danielle, listen, she had eleven Ks that game. But here's the problem. She only had one hit to support her. That's it. You know, and and you know, it's tough to win when when your when your bats are just not there. Everything that that girl was pitching to our girls in our second game, they were late on it every single time. So that girl had our number, and you know I want us to win, of course. But if anybody beat us, that girl deserved to do it in game two. You're 100 percent right on that one. She was tough. Hats off to her. You know she came in. I think she had a, something like a three point something ERA. But, buddy, yeah. you couldn't tell by the way she was pitching against us. Hats off no. to her. Yeah, she played an awesome game. Then, you know, you come into game three, we put our ace on the on the mound. You know, again, you know, here we go. We get we get seven hits that game. They, 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 they support, and it's not their fault. I don't know what it is, but whenever time, you know, that Danielle comes out, we don't have the run support, you know, to back her like we do Sander Cox. And that was something that me and Hunter was talking about in the stands, you know, and it's and it kind of shows. But I mean, you know, we're gonna get it together. And um, Hunter, what was one thing that I got the maddest about at that game? No, I reckon it's got to be whenever you was uh you was heckling that guy beside us, you know. Yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what we was doing, and nothing was you know was was good enough to be Florida State. And, you know, I, I kind of bought into it a little bit. I was honoring. I, I said, Don, I said, reach over to that guy and ask him, say, you think Boston College is a better pitching staff than us? to see what he says. What do you say, Don? Well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to hear him talk, you know, we, we shouldn't even be in the top 25. And we should be in the, the SWAC or the MAC conference because yeah. we are just a, a horrible softball club. Yeah. But, no, like I said, it, it was a good series to win. We, you know, we got the series win, and that's all that matters. So, no harm, no foul on game two. That's right. And, yeah. you know, it, it goes back to, like, all three of us said, that's the kind of fan that needs to understand it. Our our stuff that we talk about, we're not bashing our team. We're not every play in football, baseball, basketball, softball, whatever ball, we're not, we're not bashing them. Nope. Our girls and our guys do the best they can every time they go out. If they win – Great. If they lose, that's still great. I love them anyway. If you're a Noel fan, say go Noles and be behind your team and stop bashing. No, that that's correct, and that that goes like you said for for every sport. Because I mean, in the earlier uh, episodes of this podcast, when it was just me, I done a podcast about that. You know, about the the Facebook group pages and people on Twitter. And the way they talk about the program, the coaching staff, and these kids. And I mentioned, you know, if if I had a kid that was going to, you know, school and was getting recruited by Florida State and I seen how this fan base was, it wouldn't matter if I bled garnet and gold. They wouldn't be going to Florida State just by how the fan base treats them. But that's what, you know, that's what we're trying to change here. 
we're trying to bring that a new like a new breeze of fresh air into the fan base. But uh, like moving a little bit, well, you know, the girls, like I said, we're recording this a little early in the week, so that way be ready for release on Friday. But on Wednesday they got Troy, and then they have a weekend series with FIU um, all on the road. Which I mean, honestly, I don't think they're going to have an issue with Troy because Troy, honestly, their their softball head coach just resigned effective immediately. I think two or three days ago. Hey Jeff, can I correct you on something? What is it? We got Troy on the twenty third, then we got FIU on the twenty sixth, and then the thirtieth we play uh, the University or Jacksonville University University of North Florida. Yeah. So I mean, and and we're on the road for all those. Correct. Well, yeah, we don't come back home until the eighth. Yeah, we got then we got a series with Virginia the first through the third of April, and then we play the the the, the lot lizards of Gainesville on the sixth of April. But um, go Noles. Yeah, go Noles. Go I mean, like I said, Gene was smart enough to get out of there. there but um, on other things, I mean, the baseball team. I mean, whew, those boys right there. If I was their instructors today and. Professors, I think I ought to give them some nap time after that marathon of a game yes. that happened, you know, at 17 innings. But um, game one, you know, we we wound up winning 15-4. to four And oh, hold on. Oh, my bad. Messick on, dominated in this 13-5 to five win on Saturday. And there really wasn't much to say about that. I mean, that was just a, a really a, a whooping on that one. Um, yeah. The bat showed up and all that, but Bryce Hubbard, he got roughed up in game two, and then uh, Dylan Simmons got killed. And I think I went back and watched him today and looked at the scores and the rap sheets on all of them today, and he had like – he gave up like four hits on 13 pitches, Ooh. you know, and then he gave up three runs in that inning too and the loss – you know, we lost 15-4 to four that one. And then we turned around and Ross Dunn – you know, Ross Dunn's kind of turned a page – in the last few series, the first couple of series, he really was inconsistent on the mound. And I believe that the last two series, really, he's kind of turned that page. And, you know, he's really vying for really that number two spot in the rotation. And with them three in the rotation back to back, it's going to be a tough road for anybody that especially plays a weekend series with us. But, yeah, um, I but I mean, Boston, you know, we, we had a good one, you know, and uh, NC State really fought us. And NC State had a powerful lineup. I mean, they, I believe, they had a batter, a player on theirs that in the first weekend, I think he, he hit like, he hit more home runs than really anybody that weekend. But they had a powerful lineup. Uh, I know, Hunter, you watched the games on the ACC network. What do you think about them? Well, you know, the shout out to Jamie Fair. I mean, seventeen innings into a ball game, but walking off with a home run—that's you know, that's incredible. Because he wasn't exactly having the best night of hitting yesterday, but it just goes to show and it speaks to the to the level of the ACC when it comes to all athletics. Because I mean, you look at uh, you look at what we did Saturday. Come out like you said, Parker Messick was on fire. We won thirteen to five, and then you know, yesterday afternoon. We ended up losing fifteen to four, and then in the abs- you know, the rubber match, it was absolutely a game that neither team wanted to lose. So, you know, I, I like you. I think we're still kind of, kind of tweaking the uh, the order when it comes to the pitching staff. But I think me will get ironed out before time for the postseason. Yeah. What about you, Donald? What do you think about it? Well, you know, I want to give a shout out to 
Because Logan Lacey with that three-run blast in game one, you know what I mean? I, I felt good about him that game. But, you know, game two, like you said, let's just let's just not even talk about game two because that's not what <laughs> we need to do right now. But yeah. game three, let me tell you something. Like you said, that was a heck of a game. 17 innings, had a walk-off to end it. You couldn't ask for nothing no better. And um, I, I do want to bring something up, you know, about our pitching staff. You know that we have had 10 or more Ks in the last 18 of 19 games. Did y'all know that? No, that's incredible. That. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's, that is something that's, you know, it's remarkable, you know, that, that we got that good get that good of a pitching staff. And, and like, you, I think what everybody's going to see, we're going to tweak this team, going to keep tweaking, and then finally the key's going to fit. And then, then we're just going to start rolling. And then yeah. once we get to rolling – we're going to be in there because I don't know if y'all know it, but that's our fifth straight series win. Yeah. So yeah, I mean – We're doing that, good. We are, we are doing good. I mean, like you said, they're going to have to tweak it a little bit. And You know, you know we, we set a – I don't know if y'all know this. I mean, pretty sure we've all seen it where we set an NCAA record between both teams Sunday night. Uh, it's tied for the second longest game in program history, but it also saw an NCAA record 54 – strikeouts combined between both teams so that says something about the pitching staff you know hey you know jeff i want to add one more thing here just just a little something i thought was funny you know we have the animals at our baseball stadium and they're always cheering us on they have the k magnets you know whenever someone gets struck out they put the k upright or to the side or upside down believe it or not they actually ran out of k's last night and i don't know where they found that but they actually found some sticky notes and they were writing K's on the sticky notes and putting up on the wall because they had no more K's to hang out. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's, that's a, a pretty good problem to have. Yeah, I would much rather have that problem than yeah. a NCAA record for most runs scored in a game. Yes. Correct. You know, so, I mean, but but there was some issues, and I, I noted some down, and it's issues that really I, I see, you know, Coach Martin at meet really – might focus on i mean the bullpen you know we have issues in the bullpen right now you know when the bullpen comes in we struggle if messick and our starters don't go at least six six and a half innings but the other one is you know it don't matter if he's got colton vincent or brock mathis behind the plate there's issues with our catchers right now corralling any kind of pitch that's in the dirt and just letting pass balls get by and honestly the second the first game sunday which we're not really going to talk about that was a lot of the issues was the fielding issues, but I think me will get all that ironed out. And I think we got a good chance, like, like we said last episode, you know, to, to win a world series this year. Yeah, I agree with that. So, but I just, I mean, you know, baseball's that thing, you know, you can be red hot one week and, and die off cold the next. And I just don't, I don't see us doing that. So, no. Yeah, but, uh, it, you know, it's like we all said, we just got to tweak it, get it right. It's like it's like um timing, you know, getting your car braided right in your car. Yeah. Once you get it right, you're gonna haul tail. And that's what's gonna happen with that team. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if y'all knew this, but um in the last I wanna say two series, as dominant as Hubbard and Messick is, Dunn is actually out pitching them. Yeah. And yeah. he's our and he's our number three. That's right. So, you know, with them three, and then you add in our our midweek 
you know, starters, we're going to be a force to reckon with, especially as we continue conference play, go into the ACC tournament. And really with this team, I believe there's going to be a lot of home games when it comes to the, uh, you know, regionals and super regionals. So uh, that's going to be a good thing to go on to. But transitioning from that, you know, everybody's here, you know, to listen for what we think about football. And um, just to dive off into a little bit of recruiting stuff, just a little tad, just because uh, I know me and Hunter talked a little bit on the phone about it today. And then some stuff I was seeing. Donald, do you know who uh, whose son showed up on campus today for his official visit at Florida State? Yeah, I sure do. do Six you? foot four, Willie Taggart's son. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's I mean, he's a he's you know class of twenty twenty five, defensive end. But I mean, he's a big boy. I mean, he's 6'5", 210 pounds. But right now, he's only got offers from Central Florida or Eastern Kentucky, Florida, and I believe he picked up one from Central Florida today, but I don't see him going there. But um, another one that was on the campus this weekend, which I hope we can secure him. He's in the class of 2025, and, you know, that's a long way away. But that was um, Cromartie's son. Antonio Cromartie's son, Antonio Cromartie Jr., who plays cornerback, and everything that I've read and seen about him is he is actually bigger than his dad and more athletic than what his dad was at that age. So yeah, those are some good pickups. If we can I get think them. that we, um, I think that our recruiting is gonna it's gonna be a lot better because we did some upgrades. You know, I don't know if did y'all see all that going on about. Our locker room and our weight room oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I got an inside track to get up, get in there and get us, you know, some pictures, y'all, and we can put them on our page. True, true, old talk fan, and we'll 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 give you some inside pictures. And um, I think that is one way to get a lot of the recruits to want to be there. You know, we're upgrading. We're we're making our facilities better. Yeah. And um, you know, we're just like I said, we're not looking back. We're looking forward, and that's what we got to do to bring back the Florida State Seminoles to the prominence that we're used to. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's hard right now, you know, Florida State's trying to compete with a money race. And with LSU and with Alabama, I've seen Alabama's lockers, locker rooms. I mean, they got recliners in the, in the players' lockers. But, I mean, it, you've got to compete financially. And, like, Clemson, I think, two – about three years ago, I want to say, you know, built that big facility, you know, that's got the big hill you can run down even inside, a slide beside it, you know, just a barber shop or – and I know um, like Gus Malzahn, whenever he was at Auburn, he was putting a re- recording studio in their facility so the kids could go in there and make their, their rap songs and stuff. But um, on recruiting, you know, we got a couple of them that's trending away, you know, um, Running back, four-star running back, Cedric Baxter Jr., you know, really – he really ain't showed us much love. Would love to have him, but, you know, he's kind of wishy-washy. But um, four-star offensive line lineman, you know, he sits in a good spot, which is Robert Ro- Roderick Kearney. He sits in a good spot with the Knowles. And actually what kind of 
worries me a little bit. He actually took his official visit to Florida this past weekend. I seen on his Twitter, but uh, from uh, the interview I seen and read today was he still said Florida State is his uh, is one of his top programs. So, hey Jeff, I want to say one thing too. You know, what's up? Going back to Cromartie's son and everything, you know. It just goes to show the difference that we have now as compared to years past that we're actually getting legacy commits back on campus to uh, to take their visits and see what we have to offer. And, you know, that's the kind of things that we need moving forward is, you know, not only the commits to buy in, but, you know, their, their family members also buy into the program too. And if we can start getting some legacy commits, I'm excited for where we're going. Yeah, you're, you're right on that one. And the good thing about Cromartie is he's had so many kids. I mean, he could fill the whole football team for us. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's had he's had a slew of them, but um, we also had um, a four star defensive lineman visit, and he's this is you know his actual he's made two visits in March, um, which is Reuben Bain, and uh, he's going to possibly come back again in the summer. So, and I want to say he said he might be back. Unsure about the spring game. But um, that's going to be another one. And we all know, you know, in Miami Central, we've done very well recruiting and picking them players out of there, like Dalvin Cook and Kier Thomas was actually out of um, Miami Central. And uh, I want to say there was two or three more. I can't really remember off the top of my head. But we've we've actually recruited that that school very well. So, you know, and then um, – we had five-star quarterbacks on this this weekend. Um, we actually had – we hosted a – today, actually, um, a five-star wide receiver out of Louisiana. Shelton Sampson was on, and um, it was his first visit to the Knowles. He said he enjoyed the experience, and he's going to – and, you know, he, he enjoyed it enough that we're in his top five now. And that's a five-star for the – I want to say 2023 class. So that'd be a great pickup. But yes, moving on from moving on from recruiting, you know, we'll we'll dabble some more in recruiting later on. We're gonna move on a little bit to to like a season preview tonight. Um, we got Duquesne first game week zero is what they call it. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read uh, some notes I got on it, and then we'll give it like a prediction of the score on this one just to just to play with it a little bit. But, um, you know, we've seen better days as the Knowles than the ones we've really currently seen surrounding us right now, but we haven't fallen so far that this matchup is a toss-up. There are some teams that are so small that they shouldn't even be playing a power of football, of FSU size. And Duquesne, it, that's one of them. You know, me, honestly, anything less than 40 points in this game, it, it would be a shame even for a season opener. And I remember season openers, and I know Hunter, you can, and I know Donald, you can, whenever it was, whew, it was over by halftime. Yes, sir. You know, uh, yeah. you, you know, Donald, what, what, what do you think about Duquesne? You know, they're like a UMass type team. Well, you know, it goes, it's like you just said, if we have to play our starters in the, in the, in the fourth quarter, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, they have no business being out there. It's, you know, we we got a heck of a game the, the following week. So, we need to get this game. We need to come out, drive, score, drive, score, drive, score. Stop, you know, stop them. Put the ball in the end zone, get our starters out. 
let's get ready for LSU. Yep. And um, that's just the way I see it. Shouldn't be a game like you said. It should be forty to nothing at halftime. Yeah. So, so what's your prediction for the game? What What do you think the score might I'm be? I'm going. I'm going to predict fifty-six to three. Oh, that's a good. One. Well, what about you, Hunter? <laughs> First off, before Donald even said it, in my prediction, honest to the good Lord, was fifty-seven to seven. So we're right on the same page there. But, uh, you know, we have a group chat where we, you know, we, we chat back and forth about different topics and ideas and about the shows and the Facebooks and stuff. And I was being honored one day and I sent a group text out and I was thinking about it. I said, do you guys think that we scheduled Duquesne as our first game to stop the first game losing streak? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think that's where we're at. But, you know, the Noles will come out tough. Um, I don't see it being a problem whatsoever. But I will say this, if they if they give Duquesne 50 points, I'm taking the points. But it'll be a blowout win no matter what. Yeah. So what, I was, agree your, with that. So what was your prediction on that one? I said 57-7. 57-7. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if y'all know this, but when Mickey Andrews was the defensive coordinator, and even years after, um, Mike Martin Sr. had a tradition that if Florida State football – held their, their opponent to zero points. That was like pitching a shutout. So he would take a baseball and drive a nail in it and present it with the score in the game to the defensive coordinator. I didn't know That's that. Not- yes, that is actually something that most most fans don't know. So, like I said, me, honestly, I believe this game will be over by midway through the second quarter. And just to give the boys a fresh rep, I see our starters being pulled after the first series in the third quarter, and I'm going big on this one. I'm going back old school Florida State whenever we were trampling teams, you know, left and right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going big. I'm probably going to go like, I'm probably going to go like seventy to nothing oh, on wow. that one. Yes, because I Ooh. think our offense, I think our offense will be more dynamic. Yeah, we lost, you know, Jay Sean. But really, other than that, that's all we lost, you know, weapon-wise. And I think that the way in the third year in the program also, so these players know what to expect and how to run the offense. And like Norvell said the other day in an interview, you know, he's pushing them at a faster tempo than even they're going to play at a game right now. And they're actually impressing him. So I I believe that's going to be one – Heck of a blowout. Get our second, third string in there. Heck, even call up our practice squad guys probably. So, I think that'll be a, a big W. But then the week after that, you know, we go to the Big Easy. And we got yep. LSU. And LSU, they're starting over again. You know, the Tigers are formally, you know, they're kind of – they're now formally detached from the 2019 championship team. Virtually all key players from the team have moved on. Uh and then you know you got you got Kelly, who's bringing in a new staff, and have to has to really rebuild, and that's going to be an issue. You know they lost their their, their quarterback, in, you know Brad Johnson's son. They lost him. They lost uh, Ty Davis Price. He was their leading rusher. Um, the offensive line is also losing four starters on the line. You know they lost. Uh, Two defensive tack or defensive linemen, and just a slew of defensive help. But I mean, they got some good returners. They got um, 
what's his name? I want to say it's Boot. He was the the leading and he was led the country in touchdowns catches before he was sidelined over the over this past one. But I just don't think Kelly is going to be able to turn it around as quickly as he thinks he can. And I mean, they did get the transfer from Arizona State uh, Daniels. I want to say his name is. I know they got him coming in to give a little bit of stability to the quarterback room, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. I mean, he's – I watched him on film. He reminds me of a Jordan Travis with his legs, but the boy does have a good touch with the football. So that's something to be concerned. But I think I think we go in there. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think we do – we do win this one. What about you, Hunter? Yeah, you know, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of questions with LSU's football program, everywhere from the coaching staff all the way down to the players that are returning and the players coming in. Um, I think it's going to be a good ball game. I think our players will get wrapped up in the environment a little bit. And I think it's going to be a game all the way up to the fourth quarter. And I, I like us in that one. I mean, honestly, you know, it's not going to be a blowout like you said. I think it's going to be something like 34 to 21, one in the fourth quarter. Yeah. What about you, uh, Donald? I, I think that um, our offense is going to be too much for their for their little defense they got. They were horrible this past year, and they're going to be horrible this year. And I think we yeah. go in there, and we're going to show them that we are back. And I'm fixing to make a bold prediction. I think it's going to be 42 to 14 Florida State over LSU. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I like that one. I mean, I think, you know, with the with the inconsistency, because that I mean that's going to be the first game for LSU. So you're going to have the, the butterflies in the stomach. You're going to have a brand-new offense that's in a game situation trying to install really how it how it rolls. Your defense really wasn't much last year. And I just I just don't think that they're going to have what it takes. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be more like, you know, 42-35 or 35-20. I think it'll be a touchdown game because of the atmosphere. So, I mean, that's what I'm predicting. I think we, after that we'll be 2-0 and on the season and be leading our way back into the top 25 and back to where we really belong as Florida State Seminoles. I agree. But, um, <clears throat> only, but guys, I, I, let me let me just say something on my score prediction. The reason I'm going with us to beat them the way I predict us to beat them is because LSU is fixing to find out what it feels like to lose everybody and have to start completely over. And that's yeah. what we have done. And that's why I'm thinking we're gonna come out. Our team is good. We're gonna we've been you know we've been playing together. We played good last year. We just had a couple few tough breaks. But all in all, we're gonna come out. We're gonna show the world what we can do, and we're gonna beat them. In my prediction, like I said, I I just predicted it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah. Donald or uh, Hunter, any other thoughts on that game? 
no, not really. You know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've told you guys we've reserved our tickets to go there. And I've never been to New Orleans, so I'm kind of looking forward to, to heading to NOLA and enjoying the food, enjoying the atmosphere, and enjoying an old W. Yeah, well, well, you know, before or after the old W, go go down to Old Bourbon Street, get your hand grenade. You'll you'll enjoy that. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> but um, you know, later on, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna say my little final thoughts, but um, on this topic. But later on in the show, you know, we're we're gonna discuss, you know, what we, you know, what we think has made the change in Florida State, you know, from years past and under Norvell, and also kind of what position group that we think needs to step up or, you know, should take the step. But um, all that, you know, we'll discuss that a little bit later. The Florida State football family. You know, it's a new age approach with old school values. We're built off service, sacrifice, and respect. And there's only one way to be able to get to the success that we're all looking for, and that's through the work. When we talk about family here, it's not just about the relationship. It's about the all-inclusive approach of pushing guys to be their best in everything that they do on the field, off the field, in the classroom, and in the community. And here at Florida State, there's one standard, and it's a standard of excellence. And it's been done here before, and we are going to do it here again. We understand the investment that has come before us. We understand the expectations. And every day, we're going to work to be the best version of us in who we are and what we represent. Every day provides an opportunity. And with those opportunities, there's going to be adversity and there's going to be success. But through those challenges, how you embrace every day, the mindset, the approach, you know, how you're willing to respond in each one of those situations are what's going to help define who you are as you move forward. For us, it's about building those positive habits, those habits of what it takes, the little things that are going to allow you to make those big things happen. Because we're on this journey, and every day we're going to embrace those challenges, we're going to embrace those opportunities, and we're going to be able to do something special here together at Florida State. And a win like this beat the number five team in the nation, this could be that catalyst that you need. All you got to do is believe in yourself. And as we continue on this journey, we must remember, person on top of the mountain, they didn't fall there. They had to climb. It was every single day putting forth their best foot, making the commitment, saying yes to the, to the challenges, saying yes to the adversity, saying yes with their response. Because it's going to take all of us, every player, every coach, every donor, every supporter. I mean, it's going to take us all to get to where we know that we're going. I didn't say it's going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it in the end because we're going to do it the right way. We're going to do it the seminal way. And at the end of the day, we're going to represent this program the way that it deserves to be represented. And I'm excited about the days ahead. Now the question is, are you willing to join us? Let's climb. Well, let's talk about what's going on with softball right now. I don't have I don't, I don't have all the stats, but I know that Michaela Edenfield so far has hit two 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 run blasts to area fifty one at Troy University, and we are currently up twelve nothing right now with uh, one runner on, two outs, top of the fifth. So go Knowles, way to bounce back from you know it was it was a good series, but we lost one game, so way to bounce back from that. It's the first uh, road game of a series of nine, so. You know, hopefully the, the ladies can come back undefeated through nine games. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe we all seen the rankings today. 
And I think that's the uh, the main reason. I think they're coming out blasting balls over, you know, all the way to Enterprise from Troy. But um, you well, said you what's the score right now? If I catch one from where I live, that means she blasted it. So, and if you do, I want it. Well, she I, can I'll blast be, them. She can blast I'll, I'll be sure to give it to you. But, um, yes, we are live. We are recording. This is how we will do it from now on. We will invite y'all, the members, to come in and join us. And then it will be uh, recorded and put into the podcast also. So, um, if y'all got any questions, feel free to ask. We'll be glad yes, to answer. I, I am monitoring a live chat, so if anyone asks any questions, I'll be able to uh, to let everyone know. So, so I mean that's <clears throat> so. Well, you um, know, go ahead, go ahead. Now go ahead, Donald. Go ahead, Donald. You, you know, you you brought up the rankings. You know, yeah. I just don't think there's any respect for the ACC. That's my opinion. You know, that's what we do. Um, I got news for you. If you was there Sunday and watched that girl pitch against our team, I don't think Oklahoma would have beat them, period. That girl was on fire. Everybody there saw it. And you know what? We just didn't have any run support. But we come out the next game, doing what we had to do, get the W, win the series, and we dropped. That's that's true. I mean, I, you know, we got we got four teams, really, I mean, in the top 15. But like you said, you know, we beat UCLA heads up earlier in the season, you know, and yeah, we've dropped two games, but I I don't think UCLA is that a better team than what we no. are. I think we have a better team and we uh we can really produce more. Our pitching staff's on point. I mean, probably one of the best one two punches in softball, along with the with everything else we got. Um and our defense and all that. I mean, like I like I said in a podcast last time, you know, this team I believe would really just just smoke that national championship team. And that national championship team was good. So, yeah, I I agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, uh, I'm actually looking up UCLA's softball record right now. Yeah, while you're doing that, Jeff, I want to speak to uh, just something. You know, a lot of teams right now are playing the smaller schools. You know, kind of kind of tuning up right now, but you look at what Florida State's done. I mean, right now, you know, we're going, obviously we're going to beat Troy, so we're going to be 28-2 and two, uh, coming out of this game. We're, we're not playing, you know, bottom-rung teams. We are playing the best of the best. You know, we have – I'm not sure what the rankings are. I haven't looked today, and that's my fault. But we are playing some of the best teams in the nation, and, we're, you know, we're beating them. We've run-ruled uh, some of the best teams around. So I'm looking forward to the future with our softball program. I mean, because, you know, they're – they're playing lights out right now. Yeah, we've lost two, but neither one of those two games is a blowout. You know, I was there with Donald Sunday. If you can see, we see my tan line. I'm finally recovering from that sunburn. I still feel like a burnt potato chip, but I was there. I got my T-shirt and I got my bat. I was hey, there. I, w- I was a witness to the T-shirt. He just about died getting the T-shirt. But I he finally got, got one there. <laughs> Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Yeah. I mean – I mean, but you look at it, I mean, yeah, we've lost two. And, yeah, they were unranked. But, I mean, UCLA's dropped three this yeah. season. They dropped to Northwestern to us. And I'm actually looking at theirs right now. I'm going to find the other, the third loss here in just a second. But, I mean, how honestly can you rank 
a team over us. Hey, you know, me, honestly, you sit there, you look at it. We beat them head up. We were in the championship series last year, you know. Yeah. And to me, you know, it just goes back, you know, the whole wrestling thing, Ric Flair, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, to beat the top two teams, you got to, you know, to be the top two teams, you got to beat the top two teams. You know, and we have, and you know, I we've just, beaten I just UCLA, don't... we've beaten Alabama, you know, we've beaten these big teams. But you know, a lot of people like Donald said are hating on the ACC, but the ACC is a very tough, you know, a, a very tough group of teams when it comes to softball. They're all loaded, you know, you know, it, it's not just your, you know, your UCLA's, your, um, your Oklahoma's, and your Washingtons, and teams like this who have won it in the past. Like, it, it's tough now. The ACC is very competitive. You look at Clemson. I mean, they've They've been going, what, this is year two now of their softball program. They're ranked in the top 25. And, and, and they're, they're actually 15. Yeah, they're number that's what 15 I'm right so now. Hey, I mean, one thing, too, did y'all see where Virginia Tech is? They're number five in the nation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The ACC is where it's at when it comes to softball. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma's right here right now. You know, we're right here. But you could put us right here with Oklahoma because Oklahoma, they played Hawaii. They played, you know, Houston. They played some other small schools. They haven't played. You know, they did beat UCLA. I give them that. They did. But they're not playing the same schedule that we are. So I'm kind of excited, you know, moving forward with our with our season um, and how things are going to turn out. You know, obviously, softball teams are going to lose games. Oklahoma lost four last year. I mean, it's a fact of life. It is what it is. But, you know, I'm kind of fired up a little bit about the drop in the ranks. And I hope the girls are, too. I mean, the way they played against Troy today, it, it goes to show me they might be playing with a chip on their shoulder because, they, you know, they, they understand that they deserve to be number two. And yeah. that's true. I mean, I, I agree with you 100 percent on that one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, like you know, we won the series, and that, I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Let let the rankings do what they want to do. Let's get out there in the World Series and let's show them what we're really about. You're right. Yeah. Which I know. I mean, we're we're going live with this one, but um, I mean, let's talk a little football. I see we got some. I see we got some uh, some viewers. I guess that's what that means. This is our first time using this app. So, yeah, we got, see, some right we got now. any viewers over there? Yeah, yeah. We should, we'll we actually show them on the. We'll actually show them on the stream right there, so that we know who our viewers are. So that way, you, you know, we appreciate them. But um, you know, football kicked back off this week. So I mean, and the spring game. You know, it's kind of you know after a nine day break. You know, the Knowles they were back at the practice field. You know, yesterday. Had plenty, you know, it's just like any time you come back from vacation. I mean, Hunter, Donald, y'all know it. I mean, whenever I came back from vacation, I was sluggish and didn't even want to be there. I wanted to I wanted to call in and take an extended day vacation. But um, the coaching staff was really into them and, you know, getting the sluggishness out of them, get them back where they need to be, you know. And, you know, one of the young players, you know, he was coaching the hardest is what they said, and that was – uh. Freshman defensive tackle Daniel Lyons, he was out there yelling just as much as Odell Hagens was at the, at the Lions. But um, you know that's that's what we need. That's what we need as a as a program is them younger boys to step up and push them. And really, I mean, all the boys that are here that are lax and kind of setting their ways, really, and just you know just stagnant to the way things were. That's what we need is that younger boys to push them, you know, like, yeah. 
like we had like I want to say it was like 2010, 2009 when when like Telvin Smith and all them came through. Yeah. You know, they was a different breed, and that's what led us to the national championship in 2013. Well, you know, it goes back to like we talked about the other day. Your job is not safe. I really feel like this coaching staff, they're going to put it together where the best man has the job. If you come out there yeah. and you're a slacker at practice, that's not going to cut it. No, we no, got to get no, it's back not, not. to Florida State University football. Everybody knows what it mm-hmm. is, and I got news for you. The nation don't want us back. They, they scared to death because they know what's going to happen. Once we get back into – what we used to be, we're going to run the ACC. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to get in that top four. And, that, and they're scared of that. And that's true. I mean, that is true. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm going to actually play a video. Let me see if I got it pulled up. Uh, let's see, clips. Yeah. I'm actually going to play a video just now and let the viewing audience that's watching this watch it. And then we'll, after it's done, we'll talk a little bit about really what this video is. It's actually a booster's video. But right now, guys, just. Every great program has a foundation. Here is no different. And he hooked and left. Florida State wins. The expectations are clear. Well, the first champion of the 21st century in a Florida State Seminole. The Bills are the champion of college football. It's caught. It's caught. It's caught. Touchdown of us at the celebration. Begin in Tallahassee. Every brick has a story. It's the details. All you gotta do is execute. Beyond what is obvious. Fortifying our destiny. So the climb starts now. Let us give everything we have. Find a way to win it. Yo, Fernando, you fall. Take advantage of the opportunities, bro. If we gonna do it then, how you gonna remember us? All the work you do, man. We got everything in our hands for how bad you want. Commitment. Little things. Intensity. Mental toughness and brotherhood. Climbing on this foundation. That's the Seminole legacy. I mean, I, I guess I think that speaks for itself. I agree. Yeah, it does. You know. That honestly speaks for itself, and and that's kind of a one of the topics we have uh, that was going to be on the podcast. But since we're doing it here live, you know, 
was uh, I'm gonna go around, you know, with y'all. What is the difference between this team and the teams from 2017, 2016, the Willie Taggart era? What's the difference in this team in y'all's eyes compared to those teams? And we'll let Donald hit this one first. All right. Well, my opinion, strictly my opinion, don't want to make nobody mad about what I'm going to say, but when Willie was here, he was more of a friend to the players than a coach to the players. And I and listen, I was at every game. I saw it firsthand. You know, you make a bad play, you don't you don't you don't smile at them. You don't you don't do all that. But this this coach now and our team now, they know what discipline is. If they mess up, he's on their butt about it. So, with that being said, the difference between our teams now, like what we're building and what we had, we had no discipline. Now he's got it. Last year was kind of, you know, our first few games were rough. Yeah, I get that. But look at what we turned into after we finally said that Jordan was our quarterback. We're going to stick with Jordan Travis. That's our quarterback unless he gets hurt. Something happens. You know what? That's that's what needed to happen. We didn't need to keep hit, you know, putting, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Nobody could get into rhythm. So I think that most of our starters now, they understand. They have to practice hard and play hard because I'm sure that they're really embarrassed about playing at Florida State University and not even making a bowl game. You know, that's – that's we, we're not – we don't do that. But we have to get our discipline in check. It starts on the practice field and comes over to the games. And with that being said, in the Willie Taggart era, we didn't have any discipline. I mean, you just don't do – you don't have a false start every drive. You know what I mean? You you just don't do it. And you don't yeah. pat them on the back. Hey, that's okay. No, it ain't okay. If it was me, you'd bear crawl that whole field until I tell you to stop. Because that's just how that's just how it is. I mean, I – you don't want me to be a coach. I've been got me a charge, man. I, I'm mean when it comes to stuff like that. So let me tell y'all yeah. something down there. Y'all want to play at Florida State? Play Florida State football. Be hard on the field. Be disciplined and do your job. That goes to y'all's yeah. coaches too. Listen, I love every one of y'all. I ain't missed the game. I love it. But I want to watch Florida State play Florida State football again. It's going to start this year. Now, Going to be the team win team. Mark my word on it. Hunter, what's your thoughts on it? What what made the difference in this team and under Norvell than the previous administration, really, and the way Jimbo was like, well, really since the 2013 national championship team? Well, you know, I think that Jimbo kind of knew that he was on his way out. You know, he, he decided that um, Florida State wasn't big enough for him and he was going to go elsewhere. But, you know, a lot of people are on the uh, – after every game, the fire Norvell wagon. And you can't be because, you know, his first season, he had something like two weeks to uh, to start recruiting his own players in. And, you know, he finally got a, a true offseason to do so, but COVID was a factor. You know, I'm not making excuses for dropping the four, you know, four first games of the year. They, they were a, a one play here and there kind of, you know, kind of game. But 
like you said, Donald, you know, we like discipline. Um, there was a lot of players who thought they were going to come in and they thought that they were the, the number one player. They were going to make all the plays and they, they were very selfish. They didn't, they didn't play as a team. They played more by themselves. And, uh, you know, Norvell's got rid of a lot of them. Um, and, you know, he's brought some good players into the transfer portal. You look at what J.J. did last year. And I, I think we're heading in the right direction because, like Donald said, we have discipline now. We have players who want to be here, who want to play at Florida State, and they, they want to be the difference makers, you know. Um, excuse me. But, yeah, like I said, the big thing is getting rid of the toxic players, getting rid of the ones who think it's just about them and learning to play, like Donald said, Florida State football again, you know. We, we are unconquered for a reason. Things happen. We've had to rebuild. But, you know, I'm optimistic for this season. If y'all look, you know, I got my season tickets. I'm a booster now. So I'm looking forward to everything that we got coming to us. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited where we're heading with the athletics. Go Noles. I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, the main thing I see under the Willie Taggart era and the Jimbo Fisher era and I'm going to be honest with you, I've heard it from other podcasts, other live streams. You know, Jimbo really would tell the team, and this this ain't me just saying it, I've heard it straight out of some of the players' mouths that played on them teams. He would tell them, you know, the boosters don't care. The boosters do not care. The boosters, you know, basically turning the team against the boosters. And that's what led to that selfish mentality. And – then when Willie to come in, and, and we're back on Jimbo a little bit, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I love Jimbo Fisher. He's one of the best coaches in college football in my eyes. Wish he would have stayed with us. But, I mean, I understand when you have little cargo pockets full of money and then you can go to the, the Honey Hole and the Grand Canyon, I would, you know, I'd leave too if, if it was about the money. But the way he exited and the way he left was a way that a coach should never leave. A program. I mean, DeAndre Francois said it himself. He didn't even let him know. He, he was a starting quarterback, you know, at the beginning of the season before he got hurt, you know, and he found out through a text message. But then the Willie Taggart era come in, you know, the, the lethal simplicity and all that. But it was a a buddy-buddy, like Donald said, but it was a buddy-buddy system, like friends and all that, and music blaring and dance-offs at practices. And I think Norvell's just bringing it back in that old school, that old school coaching mentality of you're going to do it, you're going to do it right, and we're not going to stop till you get it right. And I think he demands perfection. And I know we mentioned it on another one. Just look at the way he coaches on the sideline, the way he looks at Tate Rodemaker, the way you know. I, I mean, I want to say it was Jamie Robinson last year on one of them. I think Jamie was a. Uh, uh, showboating or something, and Norvell got into him on the sideline. Yeah. And then – um, He cost us some yards on something. I remember that. Yeah. And then and I know, you know, and Norvell coaches them hard, and he's an offensive guy. And I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about observations from spring practice. And they said that, you know, Jamie Robinson is like one of the most chirpiest ones on the field. You know, he'll talk smack to the offense. And – um. I don't remember what receiver it was that went against him, but Jamie got beat, and he was mad and all that. And Norvell was in his ear the whole time, chirping at him because the offense beat him. You know, and all that's going to do is breed it into the players to get better. You know, yeah. Norvell says, you know, 
show me 1% better today than you were yesterday. And I think, honestly, that's what will – it'll lead it to that. And, I mean, I, I'm optimistic on the season. And we're going to have a show later about the about what we think the season's going to uphold for us. But um, I believe – I mean, I believe we're, we're going in the right place. We're climbing. And it's a whole lot better than when we were. Yeah, I so. do too. And and to speak on the transfer stuff, on my notes, you know they, you know they talk about um, in the past couple of times. You know they talk about like Jared Verse, who was really talked basically, I'd say recruited by JJ, and they talk about you know he really shows in practice right now why he was so sought after. Uh, coming yeah. out of like the JUCO level, they said yeah. that his speed is beyond compare. Yeah, and um, you know, and there's players, you know, like Jakai Douglas this past Tuesday, impressive, very impressive. And I know uh, Hunter can remember, you know, the remember the Duke game last year we were at. Yeah, you know that was really in my eyes the coming out party for Trayshawn Ward and Jakai Douglas because Trayshawn yeah. and Jakai lit it up in that game. And I mean, that gave me kind of a sense of hope to what that team, this team could be. And did we have our flashes this year? Yeah. Did we have our stumbles? Oh, yeah. But I think we're going in the right way. Well, well let me ask y'all something. What, what do y'all think needs to be worked on the most? Like what field, like what position? Um, me, honestly, I would have to say the nutrition department. Because of the fact that all them ketchup packets busting. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for all, no, for all y'all that don't know, that's the inside joke. You know, that's that's, yeah, that's the inside joke. Yeah. But uh to me personally, the the group that needs to step up in my eyes is the uh, is the offensive line. You know, we've and we've made big steps since Norvell's been here, but I think they need to take a giant leap because you've got you've got the transfer from Wisconsin that's coming in that should play center. They should put him at center and move uh, Maurice Smith to, to a backup and let him get healthy and all that. And then you got uh, Gibbons, and then you got the rest of the boys that really started a lot of games and they're still young. And honestly, you know, I coach high school football, offense, defensive line, and the games are won right there in that little foot-and-a-half spot in the trench because if you cannot protect your quarterback, then you can't move the ball. But if you can't dominate the line, then the offense is going to move on you. So you've got to win that that line of scrimmage. You're right about that. What about you, Hunter? Yeah, you know, I was going to hit on the same thing with the offensive line, and I think Donald probably will too a little bit. But, you know, we speak a lot off of, off camera. You know, we, we have a group that we text and we, you know, we talk a couple times a day. And like I was telling the guys is the offensive line really needs to step up because if you can't – if you can't protect your quarterback, you're doing no good. But also, if you can't if you can't run the ball, then the players on the other side of the ball know that you're going to be a one-dimensional team. So you have to have your offensive line be able to protect your quarterback so you can you, know, you throw that thing around so you can run it so you can be more unpredictable. And, uh, you know, like Jeff said, we, we had our moments where we, we, sh- we shined. We had our moments where we stumbled. And on offense, we stumbled a lot. And the reason for that is because as soon as Jordan was getting the ball, the you know, defenders were on top of him. He didn't have time to make a play. He didn't have time to get rid of the ball. 
And a lot of the games were won on his legs. You know, he was absolutely just running for his life. And like, you know, like Jeff said, the offensive line really needs some help. But I, I think that we'll get it turned around through the transfer portal, you know, through some kids coming out of high school as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. What about I you, think Donald? our line will be much improved this year. I think they've they I think that's that's the group that's gonna go out and work harder than anybody else because they did I mean there were some games like you said our quarterback said hike and he was already sacked. You know what I mean? So can't do that. Wanna be a good team, gotta have a line. Bottom line, go no. Yeah, you're you're correct, I think. That, that's true. I mean, you look at all the all the Super Bowl winning teams here recently. You know, they win the championships. I got you, man. So you know, defense wins championships, but but offense also. You know, like I tell the my boys and all that. You know, you the quarterback can't produce for us if he's sitting on his butt. So, and well, and to move on a little bit, the other, another position group, I believe that really needs to take a step forward, and I think will, is the receiving core. The receiving core really forced us last year really to be one-dimensional at times with Jay Trav and his legs and stuff. So, But I think with Malik yeah. McLean and um, all the transfers coming in, you know, I think I think that will be a, a force to be reckoned with. You're right. So, Sometimes I think I he know. felt like every time he you had the ball, he had to just take off. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that too. So, I mean, Hunter, I mean, this was really a test run. I mean, anything you want to talk about? Well, you know, really, you know, the, the video you show is sort of a, a booster video, and I, I kind of flashed my license plate a minute ago, you know, 2022 booster season ticket holder. Um, Y'all, we got to support the team. I mean, you, you can be a booster from $25 up to $25,000. I mean, I ain't got that kind of money. But you can be a booster for $25, and, you know, that, that money goes towards the athletic, you know, department and goes towards our, our um, volleyball team, softball, football, baseball, uh, soccer, basketball. And it, it, it goes to help and makes better facilities, and it just it, it helps all the way around when it comes to getting better players in here. Because, you know, you look at the upgrades they did to the locker room, and that, that wasn't free. You look on Twitter, you look on Facebook, all the players and the recruits, and everyone's excited about that. And that, that's kind of the thing we have going on now with the, the younger people is they're, they're wanting to see who's the flashiest. And, you know, like I was saying, we've we got to get out there. we got to support them. You know, you got to show up to the games. I mean, if, if Doak's only a, a 10% full, we don't have, you know, the 12th man. We don't, we don't have our players' backs, and, you know, they're, they're, they're relying on each other. So we got to be there. We got to support the kids, and you know, support them through the bad, and we'll be there to support them through the good. So, I Donald, agree you got any final thoughts? I mean, you got anything you want? Final thought. The final thought right now to me is: this is our trial run, and um, if anybody's watching, and we just. Learning this, so don't grade us on this one. And I'm gonna go get a hamburger and get an extra ketchup packet with it. And um, I'm gonna call it a night. Don't I'm bust it. Don't know before I yeah. do. Yeah, I ain't don't gonna bust forget the Yeah, don't, don't. No, I'm not. Don't I'm bust not. it. But, 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 guys, like, like, like we've all reiterated, you know, go out and become a booster if you if you can. If not, you know, we're trying to grow the group. So. 
So as you see the little ticker tape right here, it says, you know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We also have a TikTok channel that's growing a little bit at a time. But also um, the spring game coming up, we will be there. We will be live at the spring game, um, interviewing fans, talking, interacting with fans. And I think Donald has something about the spring game. He mentioned to me that if he wants to speak about it, about if you join right away, what he might have. Yeah, y'all come on out. I'm going to have keychains. Um, I ain't even got one in my pocket right this minute, but I'm going to have some. They're, they're pretty. It'd have our name on it, Florida State symbol on it. Um, so you connected with us right then, and you get you one. And listen, it's pretty too. So you need you one. Yeah. I mean, and when we're at the spring game, guys, we're going to sit there and we're going to talk to people. We're going to interview some of y'all, y'all members and some of the fans and, added into recordings later on so that way you know it's part of like an interaction thing it gets our name out and all that but really i mean that's about it i mean like 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 our little motto with true Knowles talk is you know join the climb become unconquered and that's really the motto that florida state should have you know if the players join that climb um we will become unconquered once again so well, I guess we're going to sign off with that one, guys. Yeah, Jeff, I want to say one more thing. You know, we've kind of kicked around the idea a little bit, and um, we decided that we're going to change our rules when it comes to adding members to the group. Uh, we'll, we'll be monitoring it closely, trying to keep, you know, the trolls out. And we, we want to make a positive atmosphere for everyone who joins the group. And um, we've decided that we're at like 420 members right now. So we've decided that when we hit 500 members, we're going to do a live show like this. And we're actually going to do a giveaway. Uh, we got a couple ideas in mind of what we're going to give away. Uh, we, we want you guys to share the group, invite your friends, invite your family, tell them about them. You know, tell them about us. Tell them about the positive atmosphere we have. How you know we're responsive. If you ask a question or you post a topic, we want that. We cannot grow this group without your help. So once we hit 500, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll announce on live stream what we're going to give away, and we'll actually do sort of like a live drawing. So uh, and that's you know it's going to be everyone from the group. You know, we're going to have we're going to have a post in there about the drawing. You know, you like it, you share it, you know, and get people to join. That's going to enter you in the drawing. So we're excited about it. We want to grow the group. We want to hear from you guys. We want to field your questions. If we don't know it all, I mean, you know, Jeff and Peanut, they're they're more the the baseball and the football guys. I'm more the softball. So between the three of us, a little bit of research, we'll, we'll get an answer to your question. And you know, we're not biased one way or another. If we have a bad loss, we'll talk about it. You know, but we'll put it behind us. We won't sit here. We won't harp on it. We won't talk about which player just, you know, we won't say this player sucks. They need to be benched. We'll talk about how we can improve and get better as a team because we, we want to see Florida State improve. We want to see our group grow. And we want to see you guys interact and have a, you know, enjoy a positive atmosphere. So, yeah. I mean, right. that, I mean that's the thing, what it's going to be. So, I mean, so, I mean, with that, guys, I mean, I mean, join, decline, become unconquered, and um, really support you, support the Knowles, you know. With that being said, we'll see. Belonging to a tribe requires commitment, responsibility, intensity, passion, and loyalty. Our tribe is our family. Our tribe is Florida State.